So the interesting thing is she's not real excited about working out, but once we got the Peloton, she started doing it a little bit in the basement and riding on occasion. And it's kind of funny because for work, she creates like online training courses for a company. And part of their like big thing right now is to make everything like a game, gametize everything, right? So yeah. having like little badges as rewards and everything. And she kind of laughed about the fact that she finds it kind of silly that people are motivated by getting a badge for their training. But lo and behold, as soon as we get the Peloton <laughs> and she started using it, she's like, I love all these badges. I need to get the new badge for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so now she, she's very motivated. She joined by the, the rest badges. of us badge horrors over here. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but that's exactly what she said. <laughs> it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 268. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hi. Can I interest you in some parsnips? Ooh, yummy. Not me. Actually, I don't know that they are yummy. Um, According to one person who posted, apparently they are a cross between a carrot and a potato. And I'm not sure how I feel about Mm. that. I'm kind of iffy on carrots. I do like potatoes. Well, yeah, you're Irish. (laughs) It's the law. <laughs> Not to further any stereotypes, but I mean, it's just true. <laughs> well, you're more Irish than I am. And I like potatoes. <laughs> I don't like anything and I still eat potatoes. That's because they taste like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's right up your alley. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Parsnips. So if people have been noticing people talking about parsnips in the Facebook group mm-hmm. and they're wondering what the hell's going on, you missed out. You did miss out. Because the deal is now over. It is. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so we were joking at the end of last week's episode and I, one of us stumbled, probably you. And, uh, wow. And <laughs> And I was like, no more naps before we record. And I was like, we should just uh, that was a nap that was show prep. I was like, just leave it in. Don't edit it out. Nobody listens at this point anyway. <laughs> we're, the interview's over. We're just saying where to find us. And they probably already know. And like this, nobody. And and then Crystal's like, if you say the word parsnips, I'll give you a free button. <laughs> And so people have been... They've been parsnipping up the joint. They're parsnipers. I'll tell you what. I like that, by the way. Um, I'm pretty sure we have parsnips now in every state in the country except Hawaii. So, uh, oh, I didn't see Alabama or Mississippi that's that, not well, really they, shocking. To they don't me, have actually. the internet there yet. That's true. So that's that's, true. that's, that's what's going on. <laughs> Missouri is just the oh, you a, know what? A cultural Missouri's hub. not on there either. <laughs> Our local listeners so loyal. Yes, they love us so much, so so much. But uh, lots of New Yorkers though. Lots yes. of Massachusetts. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, if if you saw the parsnips and you were wondering what that's about, that's what that's about. But it's too late now. It is too it late. It is too late now. By the time you hear this, it'll be closed down. We are accepting parsnippers <laughs> through Thursday, July 21st. <laughs> and then we are shutting it down. 
So <laughs> no more parsnippers. No more parsnippers for but the But it has been a blast. I have so enjoyed reading everyone's yeah. cute messages. Oh, it's yeah. made me very happy. So uh so anyway, what pray tell do you have in store for people? Oh this yeah, week? we have a show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I am so 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 excited to talk about Lizzo. So we're going to do that. Yes, we're going to talk about the Christopher Maloney ad. Uh, Doctor Jen stops by and talks about maintaining fitness even when the summer schedule is over. There's a ton of instructor news as always. Uh, Angelo stops by and talks about a no carb breakfast, and then there's all kinds of just insanity happening at Peloton that we got to talk through. Okay. Okay. We must. So awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. We have a new review. <gasps> we do? Yes. What? And uh the review says parsnips. <laughs> See? Some of us. Do listen to the very end. I, I need love- you to send me a direct message with <laughs> your address. Okay, uh, continue. <laughs> uh, I love this podcast for all things Peloton. It helps keep me motivated, and I appreciate the variety of interviews. And uh, their Apple name is Miss Shorty. So, sorry, Ms. Shorty. Yeah, that's right. Ms. Tom. Get it right. It's very important these days. I've watched enough episodes of One Day at a Time (laughs) to know how important that is. So so you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group and uh, what else do I say here? Oh, yeah, uh, YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash the clip out. Finally, we do have a Patreon. So we if you'd do. like to join our Patreon for as little as five bucks a month, you can get all of these episodes ad free. And for a little bit more, you get uh, some bonus content thrown your way. So, um, so anyway, uh, last week's people. We they actually got the episode early. We we were done early and we pushed it out to the Patreon subscribers a day early. It went yeah. out on Thursday afternoon instead right. of Friday morning. So right. can't promise that's going to happen every week because we're at the mercy of our editors and sometimes they are merciless. <laughs> but uh, well, they're busy. Sure, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, when it's available, we'll push it out a little early for you. There, it's just a little surprise. For yeah, you, so never know, never it, know what other kind of things we're going to throw out there. Yes. So uh, oh, finally we have a newsletter. So all. The Oh, links yeah. and stuff we throw at you fast and furious if you don't know where to find them you don't want to scroll through the facebook page you can get them all sent to you in one digest if you sign up for the newsletter at the clipout.com doesn't cost you a dime we don't sell your address you're good so anyway there's all that let's uh let's dig in shall we we shall run lift and live with john mills Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills from Run, Lift, Live. Hey, John, how's it going? Hi. How's it going? <laughs> he looks a little scared today. He does today. look a little scared. It's all your yeah. fault, Tom. Yeah. yeah. So, I just... mean, I know Tom's ready to go. I can tell. No pressure. I don't know. Come, come. Well, I, I feel like I have to update everybody at home. Y'all, Tom has had two naps prior to recording. Two that never happens in the same day. And uh, he's very, very feisty today. That's so much pressure now. I know. I don't know if I can live up to this. I'm pretty sure you oh, can. No. I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, so I guess we should, we'll just jump right in then to yeah. uh, the big news of the week. Uh, who would have thought Christopher Maloney being naked would be the second biggest story of the week? Yeah. Uh, right. But Lizzo... 
I want to say crash, but she I'm sure she was invited. She was invited. <laughs> for sure. She just showed up. Yeah. She knocked on the door. My, my guess know? is it's a standing. They said, go on in there. They're just riding some bikes. It's a standing in invitation, there. I'm sure. But Lizzo uh-huh. showed up in a Lizzo class. Oh, my God. <laughs> I absolutely loved this so much. When she walked out, like, I screamed so loud. So loud. I I could hear her when I was at work. (laughs) You could hear it. Yes. They were hyping it. Oh, they were hyping there. (laughs) I was late as usual to a ride. And so it was my birthday. So I'm going to like take it as like a birthday ride. Yeah. But I was too late. I couldn't get in. By the time I got there, you know, you couldn't even get, you couldn't get in that class. It was uh, well, they everything went down. We uh, we right. actually we interviewed somebody today. We're going to have the actual interview up in a couple of weeks. So so be ready because we had somebody who was actually in the studio that day that we're going to be talking to in a couple of weeks. But but she was saying that the technical difficulty started before Lizzo got there. So in oh. the studio, there were already issues. We just didn't know at home yet. And oh. I was one of the lucky people that got to stay on the whole ride. But I tried my best to, uh, you know, send photos to everyone. I was trying to yeah. document as I rode. <laughs> do, you, do you know why you were able to stay on the ride? No. Because you are 100% that bitch. <laughs> that, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. They they know they know their 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 algorithms they know they're like Clubhouse Crystal one hundred percent John you were like ninety seven you did you can't that ain't enough no that ain't enough ninety seven you know what they don't have an emoji that says ninety seven that's true they got an emoji that says one (laughs) hundred that's right that's exactly it. Well, you know, it was already a hype ride. It was going to be like, I mean, it's a two for one. Right. Right. Just Sims. Well, and 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 it was supposed to be Cody with a last minute Just Sims substitute. And everybody was really excited. I mean, everybody loves Cody, but everybody also loves Just Sims. Because don't forget, this was Just Sims first ride on the bike. She's done bike boot camps, but this was the first time she's been on the bike. What a first ride to teach. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I caught all the clips. Everybody was sending around. And I saw, you know, I saw the big girls come in there and they did their dance thing and I saw all that that was pretty that was pretty wild I like that that's exciting stuff so wild yeah I feel like it's been a while since Peloton has done something that's been next level like this I agree I agree and you know Robin said on the ride she said when we did the last Lizzo collaboration in 2019 she said I said then we need to get Lizzo in here on a ride and she was very happy that it happened so I think Robin really pushed for that the big question is do you think we'll see more of these in the future that's where i was at like do you follow this up like i mean you can't can't just be a one it can't just be one time thing right but you also can never match that energy ever again i don't care who you get because it doesn't matter but the the surprise element will be gone now every single time they have a big artist collaboration everybody's going to be like you know right now in on the opp everybody's (laughs) like is andrew lloyd weber showing up right you know <laughs> we're gonna just camp out. We were planning to sleep there, just wait. Because <laughs> you are one hundred percent that phantom. <laughs> I'm only ninety seven percent. Right, she's ninety seven percent. Sorry, Crystal. It's okay, yeah. John. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. I- 
you know, I'm seriously wondering that. Like, is the next time they do like a two for one, is there just going to be like craziness trying to get in that ride and people just hanging out in front of the studio? Like, yeah. what is this going to cause now? It's going to be chaos because it was already <laughs> chaos. I mean, right. we're going to talk about it later trying to get into the studio rides, but you know, they only post these things a week out. So drama right. every week. Yeah. It's going to be just it's like Jersey Shore Every right. week trying to book a ride. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's about to be nuts out there. It really trying is. Trying to book a ride. But you can't you can't recreate that surprise element. That was no. that was that really was next level. It really was. That's that right. was that was my favorite ride I have ever taken at Peloton. Like ever. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my favorite ride I ever got kicked out of and couldn't get back in ever. <laughs> my favorite one. I feel that like was, you're a little salty, John. Just slightly. Just a little bit. Look at it this way. You get to go in the studio all the time. If we had to compare, yeah. you've been in the studio like seven billion times more than I have. <laughs> yeah. I can't really complain because yeah, I I mean Peloton, I've been seeing a lot of stuff that you're right. I can't You were saying, uh, Crystal, you were going to take a ride the other day and it was just like on a Monday at three o'clock in the afternoon and there were 2000 people in that ride. Yeah, it was on Lizzo. Uh, I was taking I went to actually do a lane break ride because Tom was uh, doing a tonal and I just wanted to do something to flush my legs out. So I was like, I'm just going to take a lane break. And yeah, I see it. It's like most popular right now. Two thousand people three o'clock in the afternoon on Monday. What? That never happens. That never happens. That never happens. That's crazy. It is. It is. Yeah. I've heard that they have like it either has rivaled or beat Beyonce's record of most rides taken in the shortest time period. So that's insane. I, I always ask the question, like when they do these artist series or when they do any of these, you know, big collabos, what does it do? My mind is always thinking subs. Like, like, yeah. like, like is somebody going to go, you know what? That's pretty crazy. Someone who's not in, you know, in the ecosystem yet and then decide to get in the ecosystem. This is one of the few ones where I go, I could see that. I could, too. Because you know if I mean? Lizzo loves it that much and you're a fan of Lizzo and she loves it so much that she went to the studio and took the ride, I could see right. that being enough to be like, okay, let me try out I this Peloton thing. Yeah. And then the next day on the news, you see it come up in the morning on, on the morning news shows and they're showing Lizzo walking in. And this is one of the few times I, I can see that. I can see somebody going, let me check out that Peloton platform. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. You know? Absolutely. That's so do you th- do you think this idea originated with the Peloton camp or the Lizzo camp? Because I mean, she's a big proponent of Peloton. She posts. I always wonder that. Like, well, like for, for example, the Android Lloyd Webber thing. Like, I, I wonder, did, did they come up with that or did like someone in the industry kind of come at Peloton with something like that? I, I feel know. like I it's wonder. just this constant conversation of like, who do you have next? Who's coming out with this? Who's doing a new thing? Like, because they want constant new content. And so I think this this ongoing conversation between the industry people and Peloton. But on the flip side of that, because I don't know if you listened a few weeks ago, John, but we had a whole discussion about a post that DJ John Michael did. And he talked yeah. about the fact that everyone is like, well, I want x artist in and and x could be anything like whether it's little yeah. nas or it's you know i, I don't know the monkeys yeah whatever and and they're yeah. like <laughs> yeah there, there's one guy tom yeah. um and so <laughs> but he's like it, it doesn't work like that he's like because 
even if we contact the artist and even if the artist is like, yeah, we'd love to, that doesn't mean it's going to happen like that because they want to time it to maybe they have a new album dropping or they have a mm, book dropping or, or they're going to be on a tour. Exactly. And so right. there's all these things that take place in the background. So, so it's like yeah. being on the Tonight Show, right? Exactly. Like they, they go on the Tonight Show because they got they're a movie doing coming the rounds. out. Yeah. They're doing the right. rounds. And so yeah. it's just not that simple. And so I can't, I don't know who started the conversation, obviously, but I do, I, I mean, Robin kind of took credit for it like i want to have this happen the, the next right. time we can and then lizzo yeah. comes out with a new album and boom it happens i don't know how it all right. went down i would love to be a fly on that wall though even though it would probably be really boring and lots of contract talk i would still love to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be not a lot of excitement you know but i still love to be the fly. i would <laughs> she's like got her her rider must be a bike plus i'm not doing a regular bike <laughs> that's right i'm lizzo right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was surprised her bike wasn't like bedazzled or something. I mean, I don't think that they're gonna make that many changes. But you know, she was still she was still decked out in her her yitty wear, her her line right. of clothing. I loved that Robin and Just Sims both had the the yitty on, and uh, I thought it was interesting that she was kind of like dressed all in black because that studio is so dark, you know, and it's like to right. stand out, it's kind of hard to. To stand out whenever right. you're wearing all in black. If you're Lizzo, right. you stand out. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. She, she her personality right. just <laughs> like just shines. It really does. Right. Like yeah. I just think she exudes joy. Like she's just the most. I just love her. I just love her. And I love her she, so much. I mean, she said she's singing during the the, the yes. class. You know, I mean, as I saw from the clips, because you know, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was wasn't John. I was, class, and she was singing, know. and it was organic. They were playing her music, and she just started singing like along with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I heard. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Because I wasn't actually in. It's on demand. It's on demand, John. It's very popular. Okay, okay, okay. That's right. That's right. I should stop. I should stop all this salty stuff. I get it. I really do. I really do get it. I mean, I see all these people that are like, I got into this class and I got into this class. I am salty about all of that. Like, I never even got a chance, you know. And it's it's like apparent. Yeah, I could go on for days, but but it, you can't please everybody when you. Have have six exactly six million right. people on the sub on the platform people. you really do well and when i, I mean, mean yeah the platform ahead, can sorry. handle things like the turkey burn which brings in a lot of people that's, simultaneously like how many people must have been trying but that's that's yeah. the other thing i don't since they were already experiencing issues before the ride started right. i don't know if that's all that was going on it might have been yeah. because there were rumors that she was going to be there i didn't post about it because i was scared to death to be wrong because i would get dragged yeah. oh yeah. my god i didn't want to <laughs> Did not want to hear it from people if I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like even without that, just the idea that we're doing the two for one and the thought that it was going to be, you know, Cody and Robin, I think that's going to generate some excitement. It definitely sure, would generate yeah. it. But before. Right, and then, yeah. Bef- I'm sorry. I was just going to say before Lizzo even came out, there were already 15,000 people on the ride. Like, I mean, that's where the leaderboard froze Goodness. is 15,000. I don't. 000. I can't remember what the the record is, but I know it's significantly higher than that. Oh, hold on. 
Get in before fifteen thousand. <laughs> I write that down so I remember. Next John time. has all yeah. his posts with the numbers. This is going to be. This is the new number. Fifteen. Fifteen thousand. Yes. I got to get in before. Then. That's right. Well, okay. and I, we we should also say if people want to know what it was like being in the room with with Lizzo, mm-hmm. like we have an interview coming up uh, in the next week or two with someone who was lucky enough to be in there, and she yep. will tell us That's her cool. story from uh, from the first person perspective. Boots yes. on. The ground. Yes. Or boots on the it. pedals. <laughs> boots on the pedals. Can you ride a bike wow. with pedals on? I uh, guess. Or with yeah. boots on? I mean, yeah. I mean technically, no, no. but yeah. I wouldn't. But that particular <laughs> ride, it wouldn't really matter because yes. nobody was paying attention to metrics. We were all just singing right. and dancing. Exactly. Well, they Except were. John. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I saw the people singing and dancing afterwards. <laughs> oh goodness! It's funny. I was trying to get in, and then I couldn't get in. And then Erica starts sending me, "Oh, you know, Crystal posted this. Oh, someone posted this." And I'm like watching the clips. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I started getting messages from people. Stop rubbing our face in it, Crystal. I was like, too much joy. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was so exciting a couple times a couple of those posts i made yeah i was like, like that's... i was like more lizzo you post <laughs> i never make posts <laughs> i can only post funny. on the facebook i'm not trusted with the instagram <laughs> no <laughs> wow uh, okay. so, so yeah, that was exciting it was. it was yeah it was it was really cool so moving along uh, oh man Oh my goodness! We had a uh, a naked Christopher Maloney singing the joys of Peloton in their latest ad, which uh, was from the Ryan Reynolds marketing team. Correct? I mean, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And I got uh, all kinds of stuff in my group about that from people saying we need the version of this without the blur on the dark web, and then yeah. I had. <laughs> Like other people going, that is the most creative ad ever. Like I, I had all kinds of responses. I, uh, I'm this this scene right here. I'm just like, Where bends over. Who had to film that? Well, he, he's got something on. You like, don't know that. I do know that. Like he's not really naked. Like, but even I mean, oh, I don't know. But he doesn't have much on. But he's wearing something. I love the ad that it surprised people. Again, this is something right. that I feel like kind of is in that that Lizzo realm of just like it just surprises you. Nobody yeah. was expecting this. No one ever expects Christopher Maloney naked. Okay, I, I have to say I had no idea who this guy was. I was he's, like, yeah, who? he's from Law and Order. Well, I know you had stuff. to tell me. What? I know, John. I don't know. <laughs> I I've never watched Law and Order. It bores me. I don't know what to tell you. It's been on for twenty five years. I see it. I zone out. I don't even. I can't even focus on it. But I, I really didn't know who he was. I did. I had no idea. I mean, yeah. and he's been in tons of other coming. stuff. He was in. He has? And he's also very funny. You wouldn't it, you expect right. it if you only know him from Law and Order. Well, he clearly has a sense of humor. Yeah. Well, he would, <laughs> right. He's in the right. cult classic Wet Hot American Summer as well. See, I've never seen that either. Tom. Yeah, I've never seen. That. And uh, and so yeah, but yeah, he he's actually very funny as well. And apparently, he likes to work out naked. Like that's not just that's part of the joke. Is that that's. 
how yeah. he does it. Well, so I was well, I was reading, I was doing my research for today's episode, and I saw that, um, I believe it was on the Today Show. I get all my morning shows mixed up, but I think it was the Today yeah, Show. It was the Today Show. They yeah. were they were saying they kind of took credit for they were the ones that, that made, they kind of think they might have been the ones that made this happen, because I guess Hoda Cobb made some kind of... Codby. Codby. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> she made a comment um, after he said that he liked to work out naked. She was like, oh, can you imagine like on the bike? And so she thinks they think that maybe they kind of started this whole thought process for Ryan Reynolds thinking about it as a commercial. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even know that whole backstory. No pun intended. Yeah. Before <laughs> I saw <laughs> Before I saw the ad. I didn't know any of that. I didn't either. When Hoda Kabi said that they thought they might be the catalyst for this, when he said that he worked out naked, was it on their show or were they just like referencing a story? I think they were referencing a story. They were referencing a story and then... Hoda went down like a rabbit hole of like she talks about like how would you like clean up when you're done like how gross <laughs> right. that would be I saw and, that. yeah <laughs> and so I think they just went down the rabbit hole no pun intended right. <laughs> but it, it was oh my it was also National Nude Day yeah or Naked right. Day right. or yes. something like right. that so it was tying into that yeah. which so. is great I have to say. I think I was one of the only people, a very small minority, because there were other people, but I just, it kind of like was a little off-putting to me. It made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I get yeah. the humor in it, and I am I love yeah. that people thought it was funny, but because right. I didn't know the backstory, I was just like, what yeah. the hell is happening? Why is there a naked man doing Peloton? <laughs> Why is there a naked man running down the street? How is this okay? <laughs> like, this was my initial reaction, and it felt very thirsty. It felt very thirsty. Yeah, I mean, I will say it definitely... <laughs> felt very like let's create something that will go viral like it, it yeah. but i mean at the same time it did right it like did. John, you had some numbers on your site right that i you, did right. yeah people loved this commercial and people were watching it that don't normally interact with my posts so there was a lot of feedback on this um and most of it, it was, was good it was overwhelmingly good yeah i mean when you look at the numbers of views that they tend to get Peloton on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube. I mean, this is this clearly blew all of those others away with the Absolutely. numbers of views they got. No so, pun intended. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh oh, we broke John. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know pun intended. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this one clearly was the leader. I'll say yeah. that in comparison to those others. He's like being very careful. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Very good. So yeah, it seems like they're in my group. They're saying they're doing like what a lot of other companies are doing is in that they're going into like like funny kind of pop culture like irreverent ads. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if Peloton was really doing that before on social. I'm not sure. I don't feel like they were, but Mm -hmm. like, um, but we're seeing more of that. I, you know, the one that always comes to mind for me is Wendy's. Yeah. Wendy's does a lot of that. Now, Wendy's takes a more abrasive tone. Like they'll just flat out like insult people. And it's funny, but I don't think that the, I don't think that's the tone that necessarily yeah. Peloton should take. But it definitely like it's a way to cut through the clutter. But it's a you have to be careful navigating that space. 
because there's such a thin line between like, oh, that was a good dig at somebody to like, that was offensive. Like, that's a really delicate balance to walk. And if Peloton needs anyone who knows how to write jokes like that. Tom's really good at it. Yeah, he is. It's kind of my superpower. It's true. It is a superpower. (laughs) I can appreciate like the delicate nature of it. Because, you know, SoulCycle just started their whole new campaign like a month or so ago. And it's called Fuck It, Let's Ride. Yeah. Like, like forget COVID, let's go back. Yeah, and that's I don't know. just There's like that's too, that's too. Yeah, see, that's still too. It's, <laughs> it's like that's kind of like what? Yeah, yeah and that's trying too hard, right? Right. Like, you yeah. know, like if I you think, take the context of COVID out of it, I like it. But it's yeah. it's when you add the COVID in, it feels gross, especially given yeah. the the issues they had in their studios. Like maybe yeah. maybe yeah. that's not the best. I don't know. Yeah, that was right. <laughs> not sure who was right in that campaign. I don't know. But uh, well, I guess we should we should say uh, in in closing for this segment something that I don't think we've said in a long time. Peloton had a really good week. Woo! Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And the stock was up stuff. today. Yeah. Woo! yeah. Oh, yeah. Stock was up. I, I mean, a lot. I yeah. Mean, last I looked, it was up like some 16 percent or something. I mean, it has been a good week. So maybe, yeah. hey, maybe our tarot card reader was right. And they are going to end this year on a high note. Never know. Please let this be. Wouldn't it yes. be great? That would be great. Well, and, would be you know, and maybe the lesson, too, is what Barry's been saying, right? Like, focus on your on your brand. Yeah, and that's true. They yeah. had a good week. And what did they do? They focused, focused on, on the their brand. brand. That's a good point. So, yeah. And I, I just want to say, so I don't get a thousand comments, that even though I didn't uh, like the ad at first, it grew on me. So please don't try to convince me that I need to like it. It's okay. And it's okay if we have different opinions anyway. You don't have to convince me. It's okay. And it's okay. If you don't like the ad, right? Yes. It's like we say about yeah. art series. Yeah, Not everything absolutely. has to be for everybody. Yeah. I, there it is. I, yep. And I right. don't think it did any damage no, to the brand. It's I don't just, think so. Right. No, it's just maybe isn't your cup of tea and that's okay. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I had, if I, I didn't know anything about the backstory. Right. But I knew who Christopher Maloney was. So the idea of linking like the end of it to like a Law and Order episode that I thought was funny. So did so they always I, say that at the end of the show? Like the there's two kinds of people in this world? That's how the show starts. It's like, uh, you know, in the criminal see? justice system, there are two. Right. There are With two voices. I didn't even yeah, get and that. It's like the, you, <laughs> yeah. They're like, there's two whatever. And it's like the the. You know, the police officers who apprehend the, the okay. suspects and the judicial right. system that, you know, plot, so, okay, so that made you appreciate it, John. You could right. see. So OK, that, right. So if, if I had been coming in and I did, I never seen Law and Order before and I didn't know who Christopher Maloney was that and was <laughs> I didn't know the backstory. If I mean, if I had been coming in fresh, like the way you were seeing it, like, I don't know what I would have thought. You would yeah. have been you like, know? what is happening? I might have been like, huh? Why is that dude running down naked in Central Park? Like yeah. I might have been like that too. I and, don't know. And I will say, like I like I I watch Law and Order pretty regularly. Like the first fifteen years it was on, and then I kind of drifted. But um, but I I never did SVU. I oh. like I yeah. never found SVU interesting because right. Like for me, Law and Order, like it was always about murders, right? And like yeah. there are a million different reasons you might kill a mfer mm-hmm. right <laughs> but there's really but svu is all sexual assault there's really only one reason right. that you sexually assault somebody right. and that's and, just not it yeah. there's never yeah. a good reason yeah. 
Uh, so there was never to me though like the the level of tension wasn't there because it yeah. was just like you know a murder it could be it could be revenge they could be crazy they could it'd be self defense there's so many different motivations yeah that yeah. could lead someone to murder that aren't really there for sexual assault that I was just like this is just the same thing every week and I bailed yeah. after like three episodes but um yeah I uh, told you the story about the fact that I've like been like like big fan of that show for many, many years. And then I was called to a jury and then they asked me, do I watch like crime shows at home? And I'm like, no, no, never. <laughs> I got home and I was like, wait a minute. I, I, I got home and started watching Law and Order. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> I guess I do. I mean, I guess that was wrong. I wonder what they think that says about you. <laughs> yeah. like, that, like that that's an important thing for them to ask. <laughs> well, probably... the case I was on had to do with like an attempted murder. So and and a gun and some bullets and shells that were left behind. It sounded like once I got into I gotcha. selected me for jury duty. And once I got into it, it sounded like, you know, an episode of Law. Yeah. So they gotcha. wanted to you see know? how into it you were gonna yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to, like this guy's gonna be looking at this episode and coming to conclusion. <laughs> Oh, well, John, funny. thank you so much uh, for joining us again this week. Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me in my Facebook page or group, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk, Run, Lift, and Live. Or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Oh, and by the way, I'm sure I didn't shave and everything. I, I just, uh, I got somewhere to go, and I'm waiting until the last second to shave and you know, I does do. Anyone else do that? I, I no. mean, I don't do it that because I don't have oh. I don't have to shave my face. But um, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I yeah. can understand. I would. <laughs> yeah. I would. if I had that. <laughs> yeah. You should do it twice anyway, in a day. Like it hurts. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. do that. I know. I know guys I say that all the time. Now. Yeah. And then shave again. Right. I, so you want to have like, the, the fresh face then. then. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know. That makes perfect sense to me. So my apologies. I mean, you have no need to just apologize. Just rocking that macho scruffy look. Yeah, that That's the ladies scruffy. dig. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, it was Talk good to, to see later. you. <laughs> good to see you. Bye. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread <laughs> i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. 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 Hi. Well, Christina Aaron is looking for some advice. She says that eating slash alcohol as summer vacation grows nearer. Uh, she's a teacher. That's concerning her. Also, she's worried about not being able to keep up her fitness schedule in September when she heads back to the actual classroom. She's been online for two years. Eek. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I'm, her concern about alcohol and food, I'm a little unclear. I don't know if you have more details anywhere. Is she worried that she's overdoing it? I, I hear I, it. I hear it. Maybe I just yeah. feel this in my bones, yeah. but I hear it as summer vacation. There's like all these temptations that aren't necessarily there whenever you're in school because everybody has more structure. Vacation yeah. means party. And look, I, I think that to me, the alcohol and the food are two different issues. When it comes to alcohol, look, we don't need alcohol. And if you're finding that you are overdoing it with alcohol, it's always time to really kind of reassess. Do I have a problem with this substance? Is this something that maybe I need to be in a 12-step program or maybe I need to just spend some time not drinking and kind of seeing how that feels and kind of experimenting with that, kind of like people do a dry January, maybe you do a dry July and see how it goes. And if you find that you can't do it, then to me, that's like the first big red flag that says, whoa, there's a bigger problem here. If it's just that, oh, I'm invited to so many parties and there's beer and barbecues and, you know, daiquiris and this and that, then that's a whole other thing. And I think that when it comes to alcohol, maybe what you do is you kind of pick one event a week that you're like, okay, that event, I'll have a couple drinks and I'll Uber home or get a ride home. Because that's the other thing is you want to make sure that you're obviously being safe when it comes to drinking and, and driving. Regarding the food, you know, I'm a big fan of intuitive eating. If you find that you are eating excessively, then you want to really look at, okay, what's going on that I'm not tuning into my body? How can I tune in better? Uh, Am I using food to deal with emotions that I am struggling with? Maybe I'm going to a social event and I'm feeling uncomfortable socially, especially after 
working from home for so long, being in, in a pandemic, being in quarantine, that a lot of people are struggling more socially, that maybe if you're out at that barbecue and you find yourself eating excessively, you may be using food to kind of deal with any social anxiety that you're having. So again, I like to get to the bottom of what's underneath it, because a lot of the time when you resolve that, then the other thing tends to kind of be a little better. Now, regarding going back to school in the fall and being able to fit in your workout, you're going to have to schedule it in and you're going to have to really realistically, and this is the key because so many people are like, oh, you know what? I'm going back to work. I'm going to get up at five o'clock in the morning and work out for two hours and then take a shower and have my coffee. So I'm getting up at 4 a.m. No, like you need to really know yourself well enough to be like, okay, am I, a, am I a morning person? Am I a night person? When do I like to work out the best? What am I most inclined to do? How do I motivate myself? And, you know, I'm a big fan of put your clothes out the night before. If there's a class that you know you're going to take, sometimes you can get yourself really psyched up so that you're like, I can't wait to get on the bike and take that class. I'm really excited for that song or that instructor or I've read great things. I'm, you know, we all kind of give reviews on Instagram. Instagram of like, oh, this was a great class. Check this out. By the way, Bradley Rose, 30 minute 80s ride. Amazing. <laughs> last Friday, it is like more serotonin than I've had in years. But anyway, so really make sure that you schedule and that you also are realistic, that you, you can't assume that your pandemic workout is going to work well for you when you are back at school, probably from eight o'clock until four o'clock. You're going to need to really be selective and create a program for the fall that is realistic. And you can always add onto it. You can add layers, but kind of look at what is the bare minimum that you will feel good doing and schedule that in and put it in your calendar, whatever system you use, block it off so that you don't end up going out for drinks afterwards with other teachers or doing something that you're like, you know what, then I come home and I'm exhausted. I'm not fresh the next day. I miss my workout and I feel terrible, but really figure it out realistically and, and kind of help yourself to, to find that balance. That's yeah, that's really good. I like that. Start small, layer, get more. Awesome. Exactly. Wait, you yeah. are such a project manager still mm-hmm. at heart. The way you synopsize yeah. all that. <laughs> she, she was instantly like, just to recap our meeting of the 25th. Here's your checklist. <laughs> Here are your next steps. You next I can't stepper. Help it. <laughs> yeah, it summarize the take home. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, where can people find you? Um, on all social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on Mann. And I post all of my Peloton workouts on InstaStory. That's wonderful. Thank you. Instructors in the news. So I mentioned a few weeks back, I don't know if I actually really fully spelled it out on here, about how I was lucky enough to get to write for Mystery Science Theater 3000. You did. And I say that only because I think... 
That's probably how Maddie Majacomo must have felt about getting interviewed by Broadway World. Do you think? I bet. I because he loves Broadway so much, and he's he got does. that IG show where he's interviewing different people from Broadway all the time. And so, like, that has to be like super exciting for him. Would be my guess. That makes sense. I yeah. I'm happy for him. I think it's really cool. Uh, I love that they they highlighted the Andrew Lloyd Weber Peloton class that's coming up, and they highlighted. Maddie, of course, for that, which is wonderful. Absolutely. I I feel like he had a lot to do with this Broadway series um, happening because he was doing Broadway classes before there were Broadway classes. And he was like, if these go over well, you might see more. I remember that. And so it looks like it it took. Yeah. So it's very exciting. Yep. And uh, this article talks about Maddie's favorite musical song, the musicals that he hasn't seen but wants to see, and his top three musicals, all kinds of things like that, including what inspired him to become a Peloton instructor. Also fitting enough, there was an ad on the page for MJ the Musical. Yes. Which has another yes. Peloton connection. It does, because that is Ross's husband's uh, play. So he's the director. He's the director. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like he owns it, but but right. he had a lot to do with it Correct. happening. <laughs> so it's his play in my head. Yes. <laughs> when we're talking Peloton, it's his. Right. <laughs> Jen Sherman was on the Deer Found Her podcast with Lindsay Pinchuk. I think I'm saying that properly. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, which I thought was interesting. We I feel like we don't see a lot of Jen Sherman out and about making the rounds. So. We don't. Yeah. We don't. Which is a shame uh, because she's she's funny and she's very down to earth. So, yeah, the title of the episode is called JFDI Motiv- Motivating Yourself to Just Fucking Do It with Jen Sherman from Peloton, which is great because um, that is kind of her thing. Yeah. I also thought it was really funny that the woman who hosts this podcast she was on her instagram live and she was her stories and she was talking about the question she keeps getting asked over and over again by people is is jen sherman really the way she is in class like in real life and i mean we've interviewed her yes she is absolutely (laughs) that way yes (laughs) that is just who she is but Lindsay was saying the same thing so it's uh it's cool the jen sherman is a a wonderful instructor she has so much to do with the community being a community and she does not always get recognized for that so happy to remind people of it adrian williams has partnered with Hexclad. yeah uh, apparently these pans are amazing and people are really excited that he is teaming up with them so i don't know Hexclad. we don't use Hexclad here but uh, i'm hearing good things yeah i mean we may we're gonna have to switch it up tom or maybe they should buy an ad <laughs> yeah, Hexclad, yes. come on over here. <laughs> yeah, we'll take your money, just like Adrian Williams. We're not opposed to advertising. <laughs> no, that's what you get when you have listeners. You have an audience. People want to advertise with you. That's yes. how it works. <laughs> so, so thank you for listening. Yes, uh, but Adrian, I bet he was really excited about that. He hasn't had a ton that he's been showing off, but he has had a few. So yeah, it's another absolutely. one to add to his list. That's awesome. Susie Chan took part in an ultra marathon but not the way you might think yeah she was crewing so apparently she does this often and she was in what is this desert called uh darn it death valley thank you um glad i could help well it was instagram that i was saying thank you to but uh she was in death valley and she was helping uh 
Debbie, I don't know what her last name is, but apparently she is one of UK's best ultra runners. And uh, she, Susie was the like crew, one of the crew people for her. And, and this place um, is called Furnace Creek. Yeah. And she was, it's like literally one of the hottest places on earth at literally one of the hottest times of the year. Yeah. Right. In front of us, there is a thermometer saying it's 117 degrees Fahrenheit, 47 degrees Celsius. Where For they our are. UK listeners. Yes. And Canada. Yes. And uh, they did 35 hours of running in this place. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was asking Susie about it on social media because... I truly don't know what goes into crewing one of these things. Yeah. And Susie was saying that she does both crewing, supporting one runner through the desert run by supplying water, ice to cool them and food and also running alongside them on occasion and also helping the race organizers. So apparently she's done this for a while. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. That's neat. But I guess you probably have to be in really good shape to even help. Right. Yeah. It's like if they're doing an ultra marathon and you're running alongside of them, sometimes you're probably doing a marathon or at least a half marathon. Yeah. Because you got it. And it's still you got to be ready for the heat. So, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, that's really nice. It is. I love that. I love learning little things like this about the instructors. So cool. EDM.com has an article or an interview with Jess Keen talking about her EDM-focused fitness series. Yeah, she just launched this, and it's called EDM EDU. See what she did there? I do. Uh, And it teaches you things like uh, what to wear to a festival. Uh, It teaches you things like uh, how to approach the club, uh, what the different kinds of EDM music are. Apparently, there's a lot of different kinds. And to me, it's it's like these are never things that I would use. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. Boom. It's done. (laughs) I feel so old. If you see the quiz right there, it like that's the kind of thing that she talks about in her class. Ah, which category of house does Rufus Dussault fall into and how many people are in the group? I don't know. Huh? I what? I don't know what any of that. I meant. know. I know that Rufus DeSoul is an artist. In which category are you most likely to find someone shuffle dancing? I don't even know like what a, that is. Like a nursing home? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know you're listening to Slap House? People are slapping because each other. Do you have red marks on your face? <laughs> <laughs> What's the most important thing to consider when getting dressed for a dance party? Uh, layers. Yeah, I. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably glitter. I feel like glitter is in there somewhere. <laughs> Body glitter. Yeah. Uh, what type of candy does Rebecca Kennedy keep in her fanny pack? No clue. Yep. So Jolly uh, Ranchers. That's you, my guess. That's a good guess. So yeah. you can learn all of this and more at Just Sims class. <laughs> I'm clearly not the demo for this. Nor am I. And then while we're talking about Jess King, she had a post about getting a new house. We think. We think. It's yeah. It's it's so like poetic. Soon these shelves will be full of memories in this home, filled with the giggles and cries of an infant. But for now, all I hear is a faint echo of three beating hearts, filled with gratitude for all that it took to arrive at this moment to arrive home. I think that means she got a new house. Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean that's how I took it. Yeah, yeah. So. But uh, we think so. And, and if so, congratulations. Yeah. I was like, when I'm writing it up, I'm like, she got a new house. And I'm like, did she? Like, I'm not. She never actually says I got a new house. And We're I'm like, just too literal here yeah. in the Midwest. We I'm can't. Like, yeah. So congratulations on what we think is a new house. Yeah. Clip out.
Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Good to see you again. Likewise. Good to see you, too. I'm really curious how you're going to answer this question. This one comes from Ronnie Joy Parker, and she says, breakfast. She's never quite sure what to have that does not require cooking, not into a carbs meal. Okay, help me out. Not into a carbs meal? Mm-hmm. No carbs and no cooking. Okay, so I'm just shooting from the hip here, Ronnie. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan in these cases. Um, if you'll do some dairy, uh, cottage cheese and Greek yogurt, Ooh. no cooking, and you can. Now, I, this is bending the rules. You said no carbs, but... Uh, berries are going to be the lowest glycemic and very low total. They are carbs, but they're just very, very low. So if you want to throw some blueberries or some raspberries uh, uh, or some strawberries in with that, uh, you're still going to be a lower carb meal. Uh, now, a lot of people like to mix in see this more with cottage cheese than with yogurt, uh, some vegetables, and you can make it savory. Uh, I actually like kind of the salty in cottage cheese. What? A little bit of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of people love that. A little bit of garlic, a little bit of salt, and then you can mix in some vegetables with your cottage. Well, think of this at the, at the salad bar. There's yeah. always cottage cheese on the end that you put on the side. See, with all the vegetables in the salad. See, so it does go. That is common parlance. I know, see, Crystal's cringy. He's like, well, don't judge me. I, I, never, I'm like, I'm never. like, well, <laughs> it's uh, just proving I don't spend a lot of time at the salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? That's a thing? <laughs> and speaking of the salad bar, we can actually rip off a few good ideas. There. Oh. So the other thing they have is hard-boiled eggs. Now, I know you said no cooking, but... You could do up a whole batch of hard-boiled eggs so they're done, no cooking involved. You can also go to the store at like Trader Joe's and other places, and you can get those egg white mixes mm -hmm. that are already cooked. They're pretty good, uh, and they're ready to go, and so that's a, a simple option. There are lots of protein powder options out there that are going to be either low-carb or no-carb versions. My only gripe there is that most people that are coming, not everyone, but most that are coming to us are coming to us because they need a technical intervention to help them with a plateau. They're trying to lose weight. And so the, the last thing I'm going to do is have them eat a liquid diet that's going to leave them hungry. Mm -hmm. If that is not a factor for you and appetite control isn't a major issue and you just want something that's quick and simple, a protein shake actually actually will fill you up in the moment. It's just that it's a liquid. So there's very little digestion time. An hour later, it's almost like it never happened from an <laughs> appetite standpoint, you see. But there are great protein powders. And I'll be honest, that's sometimes one of my go-tos when I get really busy. So those are some great protein sources. Um, for a uh, vegetarian source that's not protein, you can do some tofu. That's something that doesn't require a lot of cooking. Now, there is some controversy with high amounts of tofu on a daily basis, but in moderation, you're probably pretty safe. So that's another uh, go-to that's quick, simple, not messy, doesn't take a lot of, uh, a lot of preparation. And then final kind of in that vegetarian or vegan realm, you can do beans. Now, beans have carbs. 
the majority of the carbs in beans are going to be fibrous in nature. So the net impact of those carbs is not going to be specific. But if you were trying to follow some sort of ketogenic arrangement, that might not be an option for you. If you're simply trying to control blood sugar, you're trying to reduce carbohydrates and manage them. Beans is a great option. Uh, black beans, really any any type of beans that you like, except refried. That doesn't count. <laughs> if I try that one, I was like, oh, you said eat beans. So I have this can of refried beans. Like, nah, so, nah, nah. But so jelly beans, though, are okay. <laughs> jelly beans for Tom. That's yeah. something Tom would do. He'd try jelly beans. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'm always looking for the loophole. Yeah, you are. <laughs> always, always. I've come to expect it sometimes. Yes. My jelly beans were not refried. So <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be okay. There you go. And then the obvious suggestion, of course, I, I'm kind of reading between the lines. So I'm not thinking this is what you're looking for, but you can prep breakfasts in advance, opening all your options back up to you very similarly to any other meal. Um, so great, a, a real simple, low carb breakfast is those egg white muffins you can bake in a tin where you can put all kinds of different healthy ingredients in it with eggs or egg whites, depending on, you know, the combination. Usually I'll tell people throw one or two yolks in, but the majority of whites, if you're trying to reduce calories as well, um, and throw in whatever veggies you like. Uh, I like to do it with mushroom and onion, a little bit of low fat feta cheese. will give it that pop and taste without a ton of extra calories and you can make a whole tin up my wife will sometimes do those for me when i'm when i'm a good boy and behaving she'll make me a batch of them in advance and i just i love them i can go over and grab it and they're portable they're not messy and they're quick and those are the qualities you're looking for when you're talking about items for convenience and um, same thing i recommended last time is you want to avoid especially if weight loss is a principal goal, you want to avoid the processed options. So I know people can say, oh, well, there's these low carb bars. There are, and they can serve some purpose. Generally speaking, there's going to be ingredients in those bars that are less desirable than a more natural option or even than a protein powder would be. So that's kind of the gambit of a handful. Nuts are another good source where you will get protein, though they are dominantly a healthy fat source. But nuts have protein in it. Very simple, very quick. So these are all ingredients you can kind of make mainstays for a lower carb breakfast that's quick and very little preparation. Awesome. Lots of great ideas. Absolutely. Well, Thanks, guys. thank you so much for all that. And if people would like these sorts of tips and tricks tailor made for their personal yeah. fitness journeys, where can they find you? Go to metpro.co slash TCO for the clip out. Wonderful. Thank you. Right on, guys. Thank you. Peloton in the news. You can now book classes in the studio. Kinda. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the best that you can say. So they announced that the studio is officially opening on August 19th. There are still classes that are taking place on Fridays between now and then. But that's kind of like their official opening weekend. So they posted a whole thing about how you could go in and book your spot. But instantly... Unfortunately, the entire site was inundated with people and uh, nobody could book classes for a good 48 hours. And then once people could book classes, they were awful. 
<laughs> so somebody could book a class. Yeah. But it was just really chaotic. Yeah. Uh, and, and really frustrating for a lot of people. Uh, and it's one of those things where, like, I get why people are frustrated because it is frustrating that it's not working. But it's also like. You pretty much have to be somebody living nearby or already have been planning to go or just have a lot of money that you can drop on travel. Right. And have the schedule that you can drop on travel anytime you want. So it would be kind of difficult for most people, but you don't need to be there the first weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think at least in the short term, you're going to need to look at booking a class at a Peloton studio like attending a taping of SNL. Mm-hmm. Like you either decide that you're going to drop the money and do every, drop everything on a moment's notice to go do it, or it's just not something that you're going to get to do. Yeah, because, you know, they're only opening classes up one week at a time for you to be able to book. So if a class goes live at noon on Monday, the Monday previous to that is at noon is when it goes live for booking and everyone knows that and it's posted in their FAQs and that's what everybody does. Yeah. Now, in theory, they have their little concierge services where they will help you. But I've already tried reaching out to them and no one will answer me. So that's unconcierge like it is very unconcierge like. <laughs> and I called the the little people customer service and that's where they told me to go. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. But at any rate, I think that since it's only one week out and then they have you only have the schedule up two weeks out, you just don't have a lot of time. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I see it being like this for forever, quite frankly. I mean, it may not always have issues with the, the website going down, yeah. but it's just you're going to have a hard time getting a class. Yeah. Just accept that. You're going to need a friend to get you in. And, you know, as our parents used to say, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yeah, you're going to need to be open. It's not going to be because here's the deal. They're only doing weekend classes. So, you know, if your instructor that you want to go see doesn't teach on Saturdays at noon and that's the only time you can go, then you're taking a class with whoever is there Saturday at noon or you're not taking a class at all. And, And maybe you're not taking a bike class. Maybe you're taking a yoga class. Maybe you're taking a running class. You know, you're going to have to be a little more um, open minded than you've been in the past. Yeah. If, if it's important to you to get in so we'll see i think uh i think overall people in general were excited about the prospects they were more excited about the prospects than they were upset about the website i think <laughs> the wall street journal had an interesting article about netflix and how they're going to start having ads on their platform and how it uh, could benefit peloton well they specifically call out that peloton hopes to have yeah. their their product featured and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it sounded to me less like they wanted to buy ads and more like they wanted to be a part of product placement. That is how I read it as well. Yeah. Um, so we will see uh, that has had mixed results in the past. Well, I wonder <laughs> if maybe the thought process now is, OK, well, now we'll pay for it. But now but, but we, we get, get control. But we get input over yeah. what you're going to do with our product. I don't know. We shall see how that comes out. <laughs> how it comes out. How it comes out. <laughs> Inside joke. Yes. Uh, for those of you who watch Teen Mom, you might get it. But anyway, I don't know. I'm curious to see if this really does anything and and what kind of shows they end up on. Because in theory, it's going to be product placement in shows that that Peloton feels is a good mix of like potential people to be in their services, be in their realm. Yeah, they want to show who's demo whose viewers are more likely to purchase a peloton and netflix is going to have all that sort of data and they probably have an inside track on first bite at brokering a deal like that because of who their current ceo is 
<laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Maybe Barry's doing more than I gave him credit for. Yeah. Good old Bear Bear. He's still curmudgeon <laughs> As long as you get this job done. Yeah. Lexology, whatever that is, has an article <laughs> about kind of an overview of the battle between Lululemon and Peloton. But also with a British slant. That's the other part of this that, that interested me. Gotcha. Uh, because apparently, and this makes sense when you think about it, the thing that kind of caught my eye here was that they mentioned in this article that the patent laws in the UK are slightly different than the patent laws in the US. I would need to read it much closer than I actually did to give you the details on that. <laughs> And I'm sorry, but it was kind of boring. Yeah, it's very dry. I mean, it seems like they really know what they're talking about. It does. But it's pretty dry. Yeah. But they they are thinking that it is possible that whatever happens in the U.S. will affect what happens in the U.K., but it also could still turn out differently. It could so, be a split decision. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it being in multiple countries and affecting multiple countries. You For know? sure. So, but it's a it's a lengthy article with a, with a lot of details. So if it interests you, um, you know, you can get the link for that if you sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. A website called ChoosingNutrition.com had an overview of Peloton Power Zone and how it uh, impacts weight loss. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting. So supposedly these people, could you roll, scroll up just a little? Let me give them a little background. Who are we? Our team consists of registered dietitians, nutrition coaches, and chefs. As owner of the site, I, Gal, I think her name is Gal, follow a health conscious lifestyle. My goal is to help you through your nutritional journey. So this particular article is all about power zone and i guess the person who wrote this does a lot of power zone training and they talk about everything from what power zone training is how you can get better at it each week a a number of classes you should take i mean it's a really really comprehensive guide it just kind of interested me that nobody's really written anything to this degree of specificity uh, for power zone training. That's kind of like a how-to guide right. that you don't have to join a challenge to get to or or pay for a website. Like it's just here and right. it's just it's just interesting information. So power zone is really not my thing. I was reading in here that it was talking about how like the best results are like four different classes a week. And I was like, that's where I they lose me. Right. Because it's just too much commitment. Uh, I like to do other things. But there are a lot of people that do. And there are a lot of people that really, really get motivated by being able to see the consistent gains that you do see in your FTP, particularly the the weight to power ratio. So I thought this was worth telling people about. And I hope that if you are interested in power zones that you do read about it and educate yourself if you're not as familiar. Peloton Artist Collaboration. So this shouldn't be a huge shock to people that have been listening the whole episode because we've referenced it <laughs> twice now. But uh, there is a new artist series slash Broadway series spotlighting Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, so many people are excited about this. Uh, there's going to be songs from Cats, Evita, Phantom of the Opera, Jesus Christ Superstar, and more. The classes are going to be with Christine. There's going to be a couple of German classes with Tobias and Benny. And then there's uh, one with Sam. And then, of course, Ross Rayburn. It seems appropriate, as does, of course, Maddie Majacomo. And they all started on Wednesday, July 20th. So if you missed it, go back and make sure that you're listening. You go back and watch them. Take the classes. Enjoy. Past guest update. So we've got a couple past guest updates this week. 
We do. Our beloved Carrie Sokol, uh, she posted in the JSS tribe this week that uh, she got to spend a little time with Jen Sherman catching up. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is Friday when you're when this, this episode drops. And today is the day that uh, Jen Sherman is doing her first ride with in-studio riders. And I am so excited that the Jen's men crew got to be there. Yes. Uh, Carrie was unfortunately out of town, although I have to say when I talk to her she is she is so sweet the way she thinks through things like her ability to like process is amazing she was talking about how maybe it's even better that she's not there because she wants the focus to be on Jen and the love of all the writers not on her and not on Howie it's like how sweet is that yeah um but at any rate, there's going to be tons of people there. Uh, I know Yanina is going to be there and Jen Ely and uh, Christina Ribeiro. So much love for, for JSS in that group. And there's going to be a ton of fun. So I am sad I cannot be there. So jealous, but so, so happy for everyone to get to see each other. Some of those people have never met each other, which That's is just crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but Jen's men are, have been supporters of her since like the very beginning. Yes. So I'm really glad that that like that group of people got to be there, got first. to take part. The people that mattered got to be there. Yeah, I agree. And we also have a past guest update from CJ Albertson. Marathon runner extraordinaire. Man, I am just shaking my head at this. I, I cannot <laughs> even comprehend this. Y'all, he is, CJ Albertson was asking Peloton for a faster tread. Uh, and the reason he was asking for a faster tread is he ran 21 miles on the tread. And just to be clear, b- miles 10 through 21, he ran at a max speed on the treadmill. He wanted a faster treadmill because he could only go to 12.5 miles per hour, which equates to 4.49. That's four minutes, 49 seconds per mile, per (laughs) mile. And he maxed out the treadmill from miles 10 through 21. How is that even humanly possible? And mile nine was 4.55. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might as well throw that one in there too. Yeah. But he like increasing he like increased his pace each mile up until then. He started, you know, a lowly like seven. <laughs> Come on, CJ. Whatever. That's insane. Right? I mean, this it is insane. The the dude is gifted. He is going to keep doing amazing things. He basically and I sprints am, a marathon. He does. Yeah. He does. I'm I'm excited to see what's next for this gentleman. He is he is a superstar. Just incredible. Yeah. I hope Peloton can get him a faster treadmill. (laughs) He needs to keep training. (laughs) In case you missed it. We have new bar classes available. Yeah. Seven of them dropped this week and they all feature uh, Allie Love and Hannah Corbin, one of the two Mm -hmm. uh, in each class. And Peloton made them into a collection. So if you go to your app or you go to your equipment, you can just go to collections and boom, it's right there at the top bar classes awesome and also uh we have new levels on lane break i tell you what i am really digging this lane break i know i keep saying that (laughs) but i did another one the other day and they now have low impact rides now i haven't taken it for a while so i know they've been out there you don't need to correct me on my timing (laughs) but this week they dropped some new levels uh they have tropical house mix lush edm warm-up and a lush edm cool down i really like the fact that they have the game 30 minutes of a low impact so i could really enjoy it uh and just kind of bliss out listening to the music it was great 
I really like Lean Break. It's awesome. You you do. You hop on there all the time. It's fun. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Adam Klaus. Hey, Adam. How's it going? Hey there. Good morning. How is everybody? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you. So, Adam, how did you originally come across Peloton? How did that hop into your life? Yeah, so kind of interesting story. I used to work as a group fitness instructor. Uh And when the gyms closed due to the pandemic, I was starting to lose my mind (laughs) being at home. And within a few days of being sent home from the gym and not being able to engage with people and work out, I found Peloton and ordered my bike right away before the supply chain issues really started to arise. So I got my bike in early June of 2020, delivered in about six weeks. So that was pretty good. Yeah, that um, was so really good. Really yeah. started. That was great for that time frame. It was depending on where you lived in the country, that was starting to really stack up at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you said you were a group fitness instructor. What kind of group fitness did you do? Yeah, so I've worked in the fitness industry since 2005 or 2004 is really when I kind of got started, I guess. And I've taught cycle classes since 2006, but other fitness classes, like when the first fitness format I actually learned to teach was step aerobics. <laughs> so, I so feel like you're fact, embarrassed you know. about this, Adam. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed about that, but I mean, it was kind of fun to teach. So that was my first format I taught. And since then I've added on a whole bunch of other different formats. I've taught kickboxing and yoga and strength classes, like all sorts of different muscle endurance and plyometric type strength classes, like boot camp style and all that kind of stuff. So over the years, I've learned a lot of different formats and just recently started adding in like some mobility classes, different things like that, especially since I'm getting up in years now, I'm understanding the importance of doing mobility and stretching and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Well, as for the step aerobics, look at it like this, like the math teacher who taught you addition probably also knew calculus. Like it's (laughs) that's true. Everybody's got to start. Hey, did you guys see the post over on the OPP the other day? Somebody actually requested step aerobics on the Peloton platform. So, Adam, this is your big moment. It's your time to shine. Hey, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to join in. <laughs> that 128 beat per minute count. <laughs> That's like if like the Beatles reached out and were like, "We'd like you to be in our band. Could you play tambourine?" That's right. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll play tambourine, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm good for with the that. Beatles. Yes. <laughs> no harm in that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so you said you've been in fitness your whole life. Like, does that mean like from a little little kid? Does that mean in high school? What does that mean for you? No, not my whole life. I will say I worked for University of Michigan football team when I was in school. So at U of M, I worked for the football team from 95 to 99, which was a phenomenal experience. I had a really great time. And obviously, if you know anything about Michigan football, those were really good years to be there because we won the national title in 97 and Big Ten title in 98. So I had a great time with that. Met my wife at school and then settled down after I got out of school and gained weight pretty fast. And so right around like 2003 was when I was like kind of getting pretty heavy. And that was when I had my epiphany moment. Anyone who's really like dedicated to fitness can usually tell you like when they had their epiphany moment, when they're like, (laughs) dang, I really need to like make a change. Like I need to commit to this. And so that was for me in 2003, just got a new job 
and I went shopping for new suits and they measured my waist at over 40 inches. And for me, I was like, whoa, what? Like, no, I'm not buying anything today. Forget it. <laughs> and so that was my epiphany moment. And from that point, literally the next day, I went up and signed up at the gym and started working out. And about 18 months later, got certified to start teaching the uh, step aerobics. And here we are. And you were all in, though. Yeah. The- yeah. I was curious, like, what made you go from I'm going to start working out and taking care of myself to I now need to be certified and know all the things. Yeah. So that's also kind of funny. My wife and I had kind of been planning to start a family. We got married in 2001. And like I said, around 2003 was when I was kind of getting pretty heavy. I was finishing up my master's in business administration at the time. And once I got done with my master's, I had some extra time on my hands. And that was right around the same time when I was really starting to like work out and and get a little bit more fit and losing body fat. So... I had started taking some of the group fitness classes at the gym as a participant. And we had decided, okay, as soon as we get done with the master's program, we're going to start our family. So I got done like in September of 2004. And shortly thereafter, got certified to teach group fitness classes because I knew with a little one on the way, I was going to be having a difficult time staying committed to the gym. So it was kind of a selfish thing. Like it was like, this way I have to be there. (laughs) And I also kind of came to the realization that the person that's teaching the class is like not only required to be here, but they're like getting paid to work out. I'm like, what's a better deal? Like I'm getting paid to have to come here and stay committed to my plan. So and now your wife can't yell at you for going to the gym because it's like, right. Like, honey, I'm supporting our family. Like, (laughs) but I will say there were a few times when it was like two hours of sleep and I was like, okay, got to go teach my group fitness class at 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, I bet so that was a few uh, of those days. Yeah. You only did like half a flight that day. <laughs> those are the days when you have like a little extra scoop of the pre-workout. <laughs> a little more caffeine. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe you like just walked around the class. You need to go faster. You need to do more. That's when that's those are the days where you're like really invested in everybody else's form. In everybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> Today, I'll be teaching from a lawn chair. (laughs) So you were losing weight as your wife was gaining weight. That had to be fun. Dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing my best anyway. (laughs) Now, was she like supportive of your journey? Was she like envious of your journey? Not invested one way or another? How did that work? Not invested to supportive, like. I think she appreciated the fact that I was, you know, getting fit again and and losing some of the weight that I'd gained. (laughs) (laughs) So the interesting thing is she's not real excited about working out, but once we got the Peloton, she started doing it a little bit in the basement and riding on occasion. And it's kind of funny because for work, she creates like online training courses for a company. And part of their like big thing right now is to, make everything like a game, gametize everything. Right. So having like little badges as rewards and everything. And she kind of laughed about the fact that she finds it kind of silly that people are motivated by getting a badge for their training. But lo and behold, as soon as we get the Peloton (laughs) and she started using it, she's like, I love all these badges. I need to get the new badge for whatever. <laughs> so now she, she's very motivated. She joined by the, the rest badges. of us badgers over here. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but that's exactly what she said. <laughs> so let me try and create some more strife in your marriage. Um, so you're a spin instructor. 
She doesn't really care for it. You get a Peloton. Now and, she's doing it all the time. Yeah, explain so, how that went over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now she has just found that she really enjoys it. And we have like a little workout area set up in the basement. I got a bunch of equipment when at about the same time I ordered the Peloton. And she's like really kind of embraced it. She does all her little workouts in the basement. With We have a bunch of dumbbells and stuff. And there's the big screen TV so she can do the broadcast of like the different arms classes and core classes and stuff. And she's really committed to it. So you're not upset that she'll take classes with other instructors, but not you. Okay. Okay. She she likes doing it at home where she can do it by herself. Yeah. I'm a real extroverted person. I like to go to the gym. So I'm happy to be back in the gym and teaching classes again. I still ride the Peloton a lot and still work out a lot on my own, but I like the social engagement too. Yeah. You should hack her bike and put a feed of you instructing. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good idea. Okay. You can only take classes in a special me. badge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that only she can have. Like right, they, it's exclusive. Right now, she'll really, really dig it. But I also get that it's like, like Crystal. As much as you love Peloton, I'm sure you're fine if Dennis Morton tells you what to do. You would not be so fine if it was me telling you what to do. Absolutely. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, so true. it's totally different. Yeah. It is. It is. Also, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, so there's, there's, that. there's that to factor. Yeah, <laughs> but even if you did, there still would be a difference. It like changes a little bit of the dynamic of For the sure. relationship, and yeah. so in all seriousness. I think however it works best for anybody's particular relationship yeah. to have it separate yeah. or together, I totally understand either one. <laughs> so I have heard that you have legendary outputs on the bike and supposedly you've never changed any calibration on your bike. So like yours is quote unquote real, not calling you out like that didn't happen. I'm saying <laughs> supposedly because every bike is a little bit different. You, you know, like if you were to come to our house and put it on our bike, that would be the only way for me to really know that like these are legendary outputs. But Anyway, your bike might not be perfect either. So agreed, agreed. Yeah, I just meant that's uh, the only way you get an apples to apples comparison. Not that my bike is best. This is a multi-step answer here because number one, (laughs) yes, all the bikes are a little bit different. Number two, that's not true. I have had to calibrate my bike when we had the original one. We've had a couple replacement frames because we've learned our lesson with like I sweat a lot, and I've learned that. The seat post uh, little handle thingy rusts really easily, no matter how well you clean it. And I weigh a lot, so I need it to be really tight. And long story short, I've had a couple of replacement frames. And when one of them arrived, it was clearly wrong. Like the calibration was like way too hard. Like it was like... Like if you try to pedal, it's like like you couldn't even move. Yeah, like 30 resistance was like super hard, which is really odd. So I had to order the calibration kit. I did the calibration. I will say that for anybody that's listening, the calibration on the original bike, the reason why there's so many that are wrong is it's really easy to make a mistake. It's like a huge, long process where you have to be really, really careful. And if you're not really, really careful, you can like maybe purposely or maybe accidentally mess up the calibration. So it's I like entering it in this big string of and numbers, like when it. you're typing things yeah, in and like takes, you miss like one number, steps. changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that I know that and I know like how they work, like I'm a little bit more aware. In any case, 
like I said, I've taught group the classes for a long time. I've taught cycle classes for a long time. I've taught on a ton of different bikes and different brands. I'm a really big guy. I weigh like 235 right now. And that's at my leanest. Usually like in the winter, I'm like 260. How tall so, are you? Six foot three. Wow. So wow. I'm a really big guy. Yeah. So I always tell people that when the calibration question comes up, it's kind of like saying somebody benches 315 pounds. Yes, it's possible. And yes, it's really hard to achieve. And yes, anyone could do it. But it's a lot easier for a really big guy than it is for a very small frame person, whether it's a man or a woman. Sure. So like somebody that weighs like 240, 250, like I am, benching 315 is like sort of impressive, but not that impressive. Benching 315 when you weigh 150 is like insane. Like Because that's wow, like double like, that's your like, body weight. Yeah. <laughs> that's like world class, right? So like the 400 output number is like the golden number everybody refers to. Yes, I know I can do 400 output because I've tested it on a lot of different bikes, but it's kind of like that benching 315. Like it's not as impressive when you weigh as much as I do and you're as big of a guy as I am, as it is for like the world-class bikers who are doing like the Tour de France who only weigh 150. Yeah. So the power to weight ratio thing is really the key. And having been on a lot of different bikes, I kind of have a good understanding. I know that my bike might not be perfect, but I'm pretty confident that's within five to 10%. So I'm pretty good. <laughs> hey, hey, I let me be clear. I don't think any of the bikes are perfect because they could all nah. ship at the exact same moment. One little thing changes and they're all different. I mean, I have a bike plus now, but my original bike like was always hard, like always from day one. And everybody would talk about like you go into the studio and the bikes in the studio are so hard. And I went into the studio and I was like, well, this is the same as my bike at home. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I don't know what you talk about. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I've always had I, a um, bike. And I really appreciate that you said that. A lot of people don't understand about like if the more that you weigh, the taller you are, you have more torque, you have more power behind your every pedal stroke. So I really appreciate that that you explain that because not everybody understands that. So yeah. And here's the thing, like I ride outside a lot, like I've done, you know, outdoor races and stuff. And I can tell you that I've ridden with some females who weigh like 110 and they probably can only do like 120 average Watts, but guess what? They can like kick my ass outside because they're like super fast. Cause they're this big. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more so about that power to weight ratio thing. And the fact that the leaderboard is only measuring output, it's strictly measuring a measure of strength, period. It's not measuring strength to body weight. And so that's kind of a little bit misleading. But yes, to answer your question, my numbers are pretty high, but I also know why. And I'm like 100% genuine when I tell people that I'm proud of their accomplishments. Like I always recognize people on the different Peloton pages and everything. And I'm like, you're doing an awesome job. That's fantastic. And I'm 100% genuine when I'm saying that because I have had enough exposure and understanding to different classes as I'm teaching them to kind of really know when people are really doing a great job. That's really cool. I have to say, though, it must be really fun regardless to be at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes and sometimes not. Sometimes, sometimes Do people come like, after you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No way. And what's kind of funny is I actually have my... Instagram handle as my top hashtag because 
I have had so many people like accuse me of having a faulty bike. I'm like, Hey, look at my Instagram and look at everything I'm doing because I post stuff, not only from Peloton, but I post all my workouts I'm doing for strength. I post all the different stuff I'm doing for my group fitness classes at the gym. And I'm like, look, I did 411 average output on a stages bike, not just on a Peloton bike. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the proof is in the pudding because it's consistent. That's right. Yeah. So go ahead and look at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Do people like actually come in and like seek you out to have those conversations? Or do you just see it like every once in a while? It's like some kind of side comment that you just happen to realize is about you. So both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just after I started riding in the Peloton, I actually joined the Peloton Dads group on Facebook. Yeah. And at that time, the Peloton Dads was about 4,500 guys or so. And like I said, at that time, June of 2020, July of 2020, right around that time frame, I was losing my mind because I'm such an extrovert and I need engagement with other people. So I started looking for those different opportunities to connect virtually. And that's how I kind of landed on the Peloton Dads group. And I quickly kind of started like getting to know some of the guys in the group and being the type of person I am that is always kind of looking for those opportunities to lead and motivate and inspire people. I started a competition called the Peloton Dads Challenge. And the first week I did it, I just put it out there on the group and said, hey, I want to have a competition. I'll put you guys in teams. Here's how you're going to sign up. And I just did it with Excel spreadsheets for the first week. And I had six guys. So it was like, well, okay, whatever, you know, I'll start it. And it took off. And it was like, went from six guys in the first week to, I ran four kind of seasons of it. I call them seasons that are like nine weeks long. Yeah. And by the end of the fourth season, I had over 800 guys <laughs> that were competing in this group. And many of the guys in the group contributed their expertise to improving the process. So it went from like, sign up on an Excel spreadsheet to like full website. Like (laughs) you you sign up on the website with your like leaderboard name and it goes into a smart sheet and the smart sheet sorts all the data for me. And then another guy did like a automatic, I don't know what it's called, but something that software thing that like pulls everybody's data for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. The API, like pulling it in. (laughs) See, I'm not a software guy. I'm I'm, I'm the leader guy. I know know enough to be dangerous. (laughs) So long story short, it went from like this like little thing to like this huge, massive 800 person competition. And it was a lot of fun, but because everybody's results are out there, like going back to your original question, people were starting to be like, wait a minute, like, how the hell are you getting those numbers? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to like explain myself several times. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> so, so uh, it was a lot of fun and it really got everybody engaged, but I think it also kind of helped. I kind of, for a while, just jokingly, but half jokingly, you started using the hashtag normalize 400 watts because <laughs> I'm like, it is possible. Like people can do that. <laughs> wow. It's funny. It's like, it's such a realization that regardless of where you are in life, whether you're trying to improve, whether you feel like you're already super fit, you know, whatever, you always have like other people kind of coming at you asking questions or trying to 
put you in a box regardless. People always have things to say. That's the, that's <laughs> oh, the yeah. beauty of oh, the yeah. internet. No matter <laughs> what your accomplishments are, there's someone out there to shit on you. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> you know, and, and anytime I post on the official Peloton page on Facebook, it's like, I know that there's going to be a few people are going to be coming at me. <laughs> it's like, all right. I kind of welcome it at this point. I'm like, come at me. I'll show you like the evidence. <laughs> Tom and I will say an unpopular opinion when we're recording and be like, don't at me. Yeah. Or if you're going to at, at Tom because he doesn't read his sh- yeah, I don't, I don't read Instagram, so whatever. That's... Go at him. I don't want to hear it. That's awesome. <laughs> it gets exhausting explaining things over and over again. Yeah. So your Instagram account, you mentioned that while ago and that you have all kinds of stuff on there. What motivated you to start it? Did you have this started like before the pandemic, before you moved over to Peloton, something you've done for a while? Yeah, so I started it back in like 2018 or so, so before the pandemic. And since I was teaching group fitness classes at the gym, I was looking for more ways to engage with the people who were coming to my classes. And back then, like I say back then, it wasn't that long ago, but like (laughs) the world world has changed changed a lot in four or five years. Amen. So like 2017, 2018, it was just getting started where people that were coming to the gym were just starting to like connect virtually. And it was like, people were kind of like nervous about it. So I was welcoming people to connect with me by Instagram so that I could recognize their achievements in the class. Somebody was coming and they said they were going to try to come for four straight weeks. And like, I would recognize and say, Hey, you know, Susie came for four straight weeks. That's, you know, her first four weeks and congratulations. And here's Susie. And, you know, she, you were giving shout outs. (laughs) I was on Instagram. So that was my way of like, motivating members and recognizing people who had specific goals in mind that they're working toward and getting people to like know each other because it was really crazy. Like I would have like sometimes like 40 people or 50 people in a class and they would sit next to each other week after week after week. And like Susie didn't know Mark and they're like sitting right next to each other for like years. And I was like, (laughs) okay, like this is kind of silly. Like we should start to get to know everybody. So it was my way of like trying to like get connected and start to use Instagram to connect people. So I started in like 2018, but it was only used kind of for that purpose for a while. And then obviously when the pandemic started, it kind of took on a whole new meaning for me. And I started using it to stay connected with all the people who I had lost contact with from the gym. And it kind of took off. Like I kind of started having a lot more followers that started using like the hashtags and stuff. And people started just finding me. And so I have several thousand followers now, and I usually post like once a day or so just in a different workout idea or something I'm doing or a Peloton ride that I did or something just to kind of stay top of mind and stay engaged through it. But it's become really fun. And during the pandemic, for the first like few months when we were really challenged with equipment before we got all the cool stuff we have now, <laughs> it was like, what can I come up with? So I was like doing videos of like me doing workouts with my kids at the park and stuff like that. <laughs> so it was fun. He's got like five milk bottles in each hand trying to do <laughs> <laughs> We're doing all sorts of sprints and jumps and <laughs> did running people start, upstairs. And... Did people start questioning your children's output? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are your kids, they're bike calorie rated? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that Huffy's been hacked. <laughs> Yeah, give them a chance. They will say that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
And we haven't asked yet, but what is your leaderboard name? So if people want to follow you and question your output. <laughs> right. Of course. So my leaderboard name is non dad bod dad <laughs> and i came up with it because originally my leaderboard name was just adam klaus and it was kind of boring and i never got a shout out and i saw like all the guys as i joined the peloton dads group and there were all the guys with the hashtag dad bod i'm like okay well i don't have a dad bod and i'm proud of it i'm like i'm proud of the fact that i'm like working the non-dad bod sure. dad so i'm like okay that's gonna be my leaderboard name and sure enough, like as soon as I did it, like I started getting shout outs like all the time. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, love it. <laughs> so I've kept the leaderboard name. And the funny epilogue here is my wife, as I mentioned it, when she started really getting into doing the Peloton, she also had just her name as her leaderboard name. And then she changed it a little bit. And then she still wasn't getting a shout out. So she was frustrated. And she was doing a, one of her milestone rides and she changed it to Mrs. Non-Dad Bod Dad, and she got a shout out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you can find my wife too, because now she's Mrs. Non-Dad Bod Dad. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I mean, how many characters do you get? That seems like a lot yeah, of. Apparently, at least fifteen. Yeah. I, was like, I think it is fifteen. So, like, it's deep, right on the dot. Yeah, <laughs> right on the dot. <laughs> And do you have an instructor that like you're always that's your go to or do you mix it up? How does that work for you? I mix it up quite a bit. My favorite after two years now, I can kind of say that I've kind of settled on my favorite being Emma. Having the experience of being an instructor, I appreciate the fact that Emma has an awesome playlist <laughs> and her format of her class is so well coordinated to the playlist that she puts together that takes work. And I can tell you, like, as an instructor, like that doesn't just like happen by accident. And she's pretty awesome at that. So she's definitely my favorite. I like Kendall's playlist and she's kind of fun. And I like how wild she is sometimes. <laughs> Cody is hilarious. I take Cody's class when I need some laughs, just because it's like, you just sit there and enjoy and, and laugh through it. And then I like some of the other instructors too, for like different reasons. Like I like Tune Day does like some really great formats. So I kind of appreciate that again as an instructor. That's awesome. And I can't even breathe when I take one of Allie's Tabata classes. So I love that because that's like a big challenge for me to just follow along on the Tabata and really kind of push myself. So I've got little things I like for each one of them, but I have to say that Emma's my favorite. How is it being a spin instructor and then taking other instructors' classes? Like, do you find yourself comparing how you do it does it change how you teach do you judge them <laughs> i judge them yes <laughs> and it would be funny because if you were able to connect with any of my friends they would be able to tell you who i can't stand and i won't go there but i don't like it when the music and the playlist doesn't match the format of the class and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I have a guess. We... I don't even ride the bike and I have a guess. <laughs> <laughs> he means well. Let's yeah. just leave it there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I have some people that I judge and I'm like, okay, if you just put in a little bit more effort, you could like format the music to match. Even I have I to say, I even have if it's music I don't like, you could still format it. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not all of us have a, an ability to hear it. Like legit, I love music of all kinds, but I have no appreciation for the beat. If I were putting together a class, I could not do it. I can't hear it unless it has a really strong like drum line that's like repetitive. I cannot hear it. I cannot. And I feel like some people are 
And maybe the person you're talking about could be like that, where it's like they just can't hear it in the same way. (laughs) I agree wholeheartedly, but there's software now that does it for you. (laughs) Come on. I tried. (laughs) Come on. He's like, you're a multi-billion dollar company. That's fair. Get a consultant. Well, there's a free website. If you have Spotify, here's a plug for a free website. And I don't get anything back from it, but it's pretty awesome. If you go to sortyourmusic.com, yeah. you connect your Spotify account and you can download all your playlists to it and it tells you what the beats per minute are. So all you have to do is like look at a graph and say, okay, I'm going to move this one here and move this one here and I'm good. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is really cool. <laughs> it is really cool. And it takes like, you know, five extra minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I tried, but you make a good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton that's not beats per minute related? Beats per minute related. Yes. So I would say, and maybe this is like kind of my bigger answer as an instructor. I always tell people like set a specific goal. And whatever your specific goal is, work on that goal alone. And so the reason I say that is like some of the guys, especially in the Peloton Dads group at one time, they were reaching out to me to say, hey, you you seem to know what you're talking about. What about this? And frequently what they're trying to do is they're trying to increase their output and lose body fat at the same time. So they're like reducing their calories and doing different diet ideas and at the same time trying to get stronger and actually do more outfit. And I said, you're doing two things that are conflicting with one another. (laughs) I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Right. So if your goal is to increase output, then you need to eat enough calories to get more muscle. And there's a whole bunch of resources. I won't go into like details, but there's a whole bunch of resources on nutrition to help you understand what you need to eat to build muscle. If your goal is to lose body fat, then it doesn't matter what your output is as long as you're doing something that keeps you in, a, in that you know zone where you're not quite out of breath, but working hard, you're going to burn body fat. And so I kind of you know, get on my soapbox and talk to people about set your goal and make sure that your workout plan is there to support your goal. And then in whatever the timeline is, if it's 30 days or 60 days, then reevaluate and say, did I get my goal? Am I happy with the result? And if not, set a different goal and say, okay, now I'm going to do this. So I always have kind of a goal in mind. I usually do a, like, I call it my bulk up period from like September to like February. And I purposely gain like 20 pounds between September and February every year. And my goal is to gain as much muscle as I can within that 20 pounds within that five to six months. Then from February to April, I cut back down and I lose about 15 And my end game goal is to net about five pounds of of lean muscle. People are like, really? Like you do all that work for stupid five pounds? I'm like, (laughs) yes, that's what it takes. It takes a long time. But five pounds of muscle is different than five pounds of Krispy Kreme. Yes, absolutely. It is. Yeah. I mean, I can gain so five pounds overnight. Like six you, years. I can gain five pounds overnight if you take me to a pizza place. Like that's <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You can. You can. Yeah. <laughs> so can I. Yeah. That is so true. And I think a lot of people underestimate how much work it takes to build muscle and how much you really need to eat. I mean, to your point, you have to eat a lot of calories to be able to build the muscle. 
And that's why I'm going down a totally different road. But that's why people don't need to worry about getting bulky from lifting weights because it's really hard to do. (laughs) It's like you just said it. It takes you a whole year to gain five pounds of muscle. So like the rest of us that are just like casually lifting weights, you're going to be fine. (laughs) I I agreed. I always say when people are like, I don't want to get bulky. It's like if it was that easy, we'd all look like Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I wish. Calm down. Sorry, Doc. My wife too. Yes, my wife too. (laughs) And I'm like, come on. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you in all the places. Yeah, so on Peloton, leaderboard name is non-dad-bod-dad. <laughs> I'm one of the admins now for the Peloton Dads group because my little competition got so big that they asked me to help manage it. So on Facebook, I'm also in one of the admins for the Peloton Dads Facebook group. And on my Instagram, my personal account, it's Adam Klaus Fitness, all one word. The middle word, my last name is C-L-O-U-S. And I always tell people it's like Santa Claus, but with an O and seven A. And that's how usually people like, once they get that, they remember it. So Adam Klaus Fitness. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I do have one more question for you regarding the Peloton Dads group. Is that only open to men who are dads or is it? I say that because somebody was going to want to know about this challenge and they're going to come looking and they're going to ask me who all can join. So let's just address that. (laughs) (laughs) So we do ask that they be dads. And what I mean by that is at some point, we do have some people who identify as dads who are either adopted dads or things like that. So we're good with that. We're we're fine with that. But kind of the key is that they have or have had children. So we have some dads who unfortunately have had children in the past and no longer have children. So we want people that kind of identify in a similar way to us where they have either had experiences as dads that that they can share or are currently looking for advice and help on how to deal with all the challenges that come with being a dad. So kind of those different aspects are kind of what we're looking for. So we have some questions that we ask right up front when people are signing up to ask them to answer just so that we have a good understanding. And we do ask for Peloton leaderboard name just so that we can verify that they're like truly want to be part of the community and that they're interested in health and fitness. So we don't get people that are just joining at random. So... Sure. Thank you. Makes total sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. I appreciate you clarifying that. Thank you. Yep. And thank you again for your time. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of fun getting to know you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing the uh, podcast when it comes out. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And uh, if you're still listening and you send (laughs) Crystal a message... (laughs) That says Sarsaparilla She will send you a free Chrysler Cordoba So (laughs) That's going to be really tough to find packaging for Tom Well they have to cover the shipping though Oh okay Okay. So uh, just in case No we won't No Just on the outside chance that there's some attorney listening It's like I'm getting me a free Chrysler Cordoba No you are not No you're not So uh, anyway that's it for this one Thanks for tuning in And until next time Keep peddling and running.